Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and it is always such an honor to have you join me. And if you are new to the show, let me just tell you what it's all about with me and my guests. Every single week, we are here to educate, empower, entertain, and inspire you to live a fearlessly authentic life. So coming from, you know, a scaredy cat my entire life, it was really important for me to at one point in my life, some point in my life to become fearlessly authentic and to help other people do the same thing. Because I feel that if we are not living our most fearlessly authentic life, then what are we doing here, right? We need to stand in our truth and not be afraid to show that to the world, even though sometimes it still happens, but that's why I'm here every single week. So thank you for joining me. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Apple Podcasts. And as my guest here will tell me that I should do this, give me a five-star rating Give this show a five-star rating if you love it. And I, of course, would always love to hear from you. And before I get started with the show, I just wanted to remind you as well to think about using Saqqara in your life. I've been using it for over a year. It is a plant-based company that delivers delicious and nutritious foods to your home, or you can buy other products from them. I use the metabolism powder, but I wanted to share this offer with you to use my code XOJody. If you go to Sakara, that's S-A-K-A-R-A.com, you will get 20% off your first purchase with the code XOJody when you go to Sakara.com. And that is it. And we are ready to start the show with Mr. Sean Anthony. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Let's get it. Listen, I'm excited to be here. You're one of my favorite people. So I said, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Oh, you are so nice. You are one of my favorite people too. And I am so excited and really honored to have you on my show because you've become somewhat of a mentor to me. And um, Sean is the host of the podcast, Schools Over Now What? And we're going to really get into that, how you can start your own podcast, what Sean is doing. He's a celebrity podcaster. Um, it, we're going to get into all the amazing interviews that he does, but just a little bit about Sean. And here we go. As the host of Schools Over Now What, the podcast, and as the lead mentor at the Now What Academy, Sean now serves students and professionals across the world who are stuck in their situations. He uses his gift to bring together industry leaders who share their stories and wisdom. His mission is to help others identify their gifts create roadmaps to success, and offer practical advice and motivation to complete the journey. Love, love, love that. But Sean, how did this all begin? You didn't just wake up one day and decide you're going to start this journey. Tell us a little bit about how this became something you were very, very passionate about. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you know, Jody, things for me changed at a young age. I think anybody listening to this right now, like things happen at a young age in your life that will shape you. And for me, I think that age happens in those preteen type of ages, right? So for me, when I was 14, something unique happened. My brother went off to college. He became its big nightlife party promoter. We're talking about like huge parties with like Rick Ross, Young Jeezy. So I was 14 in the club. I was raising my children at the time. (laughs) So I did not. I was listening to other things like Sesame Street and things like that. But yes, I know who those people are. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was I was 14. I was 14. I was in the club. I was, you know, I, I was standing on couches, but I understood. I looked around me and I saw like the marketing aspect, right? The networking aspect, the connection piece, how people were lining up, how people were making deals. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to do a party. And I took that same format. And at 14, I threw my very first party. And it's crazy when I think about it, because I didn't just throw like a 14 year old party, Jody. I threw a, a party for eight year olds who are graduating high school and at 14 they all showed up and i made six thousand dollars that's and crazy that's crazy. crazy i mean that's a lot of money for a 14 year old i mean it's oh, a lot man. of money anyway but like how did you you did this just by watching your brother doing it did you feel like you needed this gift of collaboration of gab yeah. or how were you able to do this yeah because i think at 14 i think i was just so wired to learn you know, and I was excited about it. Like I was a thrill just to start an idea, a concept and see it come to life. That's what parties were, you know. And, and so at 14, I knew I wanted to go to college and I wanted to go to college, but I did not want to go to college for no education, no degree. I wanted to go to college to chase the bag. I said, you know what? I'm going to run it up. I'm going to do a whole lot of these parties. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you went to college really so you can make money. Absolutely. You know, and, and I went to a college and I got my degree, but it, it's so funny because you have four years of your life, you know, at a university, you know, but everybody started to leave and graduate. And next thing you know, I'm stuck with this skill set of learning how to network, market, collaborate. And I had to figure out what career would I, what I want to do. And I chose to take that to corporate. That's very cool because I remember back in college, there were people who were like sort of what, you know, what we call now entrepreneurs. We didn't know that back in the 80s. I don't even know what we called them. We just called them people who knew how to make a lot of money on their own without working a a real quote unquote job. So that's very cool that you do that at that young age by watching your brother do that. And just curious, like what were your parents saying as you were throwing this party for these 18 year olds? Well, it was kind of common at that point, because at that point, my brother had already kind of like threw the the idea out there of of nightlife. He was already doing it. Mm -hmm. I think what was kind of cool, though, is that I was doing it in the hometown we were from. You know, that that was the uniqueness and the the difference. And I think about it as a 14 year old, I still had years left there. So I was still, you know, learning. I was still throwing parties from 14, you know, always, you know, to my early 20s of of doing that. But here's the crazy thing about it. People grow older. They move on to different things. And everybody was graduating. They were going back to the hometown. You know, and now I have this this skill set that took corporate and I was promoted six times in four years. But when I think about your question, you know, I looked around me. I saw all my friends still stuck. They were still stuck in situations. They had no jobs. 
They had, they, 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 they had nothing they wanted to do. And I said, how can I take what I've learned, but also take what other people have learned and create something? And I took this job promotion. I think about it all the time. It took me six hours away from my family. I was driving from North Carolina to Virginia back every single day. And that's when I almost fell asleep and I stumbled across the podcast app. And it was a game changer for me. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that. And isn't it funny how we feel like we're doing the best job? Like you're getting all of these promotions. You're a young guy. You have a family to take care of. You're like busting your butt. You're spending probably not a lot of time at home because you're chasing the money, right? You're chasing the promotions. It probably wasn't super fulfilling, I'm assuming, but you- Right. It was it, it It gets really, really tired. And, it, and I think we all think, is this all I was meant to do? And I truly believe that the universe directs us in certain ways. And there was some huge force that said to you, press that purple button where the podcasts were. Right. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, that purple button. I was listening to guys like like Ed Marlette, Chris Dramapath, Evan Carmichael. And I say those names respectfully because all those guys now have been on my show. But, it, it, but the uniqueness for me was understanding that there was a space for me. They didn't look like me. They didn't sound like me. They motivated me, but there were things that I could talk about that they could never talk about. And that's what made me say, you know what? I'm going to create a show that's going to give people access to the question we all asked ourselves. And that school's over. Now, what do we do? But I'm not just going to do it by myself. I'm going to pull and extract all of the business ideas and concepts from some of these amazing people. I love when you talk about that you were listening to guys like Ed Milet. I mean, he's one of the first you know, there, of course, Tony Robbins is, is the OG of all of this stuff. Yeah. But like Ed Milet, I really dig him. I love him. I could listen to him all the time. Just love his podcast. But you said something about, you know, I want to create a podcast where people people didn't look like me. They didn't talk like me. So what was the message you wanted to get out there as a person who doesn't look like, let's just say, Ed Milet? Yeah. Yeah. The message that I wanted to get out there was that like you could come from an area where not only that the odds are stacked against you, because we all have had odds stacked against us, but you can come from an area, even a small town. Like I come from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. I'm not in LA. I'm not in New York. I'm not in Atlanta. And you can come from a small town, have a concept, an idea, and really learn from other people, but show people that it's possible. And people will acknowledge you, accept you, but also give you the keys. And I think that's something that, that, that a lot of people can't really talk about, you know, and to show people that it's possible, that means that somebody else is coming after me. And I think that for me is the impact. So what, what did you decide? So you, you were talking about how, Hey, school's over now. What was that your concept or where, what was the first show about and how scary was it for you to do the first show? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the concept was school's over now what? And, and, and that was the concept. And I remember throwing that idea out to a few people who, who, who were close to me at the time. They were saying, hey, you might want to get a co-host. And hey, you might want to do this. But I kept listening to my gut. And I knew, how can I have a show that has a name that when you hear it, it puts you back to a feeling? 
Yeah. Right? Like you, you hear schools over now where you think about, oh man, I remember that time or, oh man, I, it puts, it gives you a feeling. And I knew that people will be drawn to a feeling. And I knew that people who were successful will want to talk about that feeling and also talk about what they learned through that process. And I remember that very first show, you know, the very first show was literally me in the living room, none of this fancy stuff you see behind me now, but it was me in the living room with a, a, a set of headphones I got from the pawn shop. A Surface 3 Microsoft tablet, which I hope they don't make anymore, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I just went at it. You can hear a pin drop, you know, right. but I just told my story. I just told my story of who I was and where I was coming from, but what I wanted to do and the expectations of the show. Takes It takes a lot of courage, right? It takes a lot of vulnerability. We, you and I have talked about that vulnerability, the courage and telling your story and hoping, well... I think when it resonates so strongly within us, within our gut, and our gut keeps telling us to do the same thing, that even though it does take courage to take that first step, walk away from a corporate job where you were feeding your children and your family um, to say, I've got something to say, and I know other people are going to listen, and I know it's going to resonate with people. I just have to follow this gut. And I think a lot of people are afraid to take that first step. Oh, hell yeah, they are. I mean, they're beyond scared, but I think you have to be cautious, but at the same time, create processes and systems that work where they become so like it becomes so like undeniable that this is this is for you. You know, and you know, think about the background, uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but some of the things I was learning through corporate, like I was a brand manager for some of the biggest companies in the world that everybody loves, right? Like I was a brand manager for freaking Target, Macy's, Belk. So like, so when you think about the concept of understanding brands and, and personal brands, I had that infrastructure, but then I also had to realize how do I utilize that and put it towards me, which ultimately led for me to have the ability to make the leap and really go 100% all in. How did you create the Sean Anthony brand? Yeah, the Sean Anthony brand is funny because it, it, it changes throughout time. You know, at the, there's, a, there's a different Sean Anthony brand from age 14 to 18. 14 to 18, young fly guy, the, the, the newest outfits, the, the coolest kid on the block, you want to come hang with me. From like, like 18 to 22, right? That college that college space was like, almost like my Diddy era. You know, my birthday parties were called the Oscars. I had the red carpet, the limousines, picking people up. I mean, party buses, that was my life. You wow. know, and I, I, and I took like the things that I were doing and I just naturally figured out what was the next level? Right. I looked at those four years, almost like almost like a freshman for four years, a sophomore for the next four years. Right, right now I'm in that, you know, I'm in that that space of a junior. Right. I figured out what's next, you know, and, and going all the way through. But the brand started before I ever picked up the mic, you know, and it was realizing what my uniqueness was, my gift was. And then the brand, it, it evolved when I started getting feedback from those that I admire. And I, I looked at the feedback differently. Because someone's listening to this right now, they're probably saying, okay, well, Sean, how can I, you know, build my brand? How can I, you know, figure out what I'm good at? And for me, it was those job reviews. You know, I was getting job reviews. Yeah. They would sit me down. They would say, you exceed expectations. And I'm like, all right, cool. How? You know, and I say, well, you know, you know, you, you, your communication skills are, are top notch. The way you, you know, connect with people, the way you collaborate with others. And I started thinking and then I was like, okay, that's something I need to probably get into. And then I also, you know, I got to the point where I was promoted so much. I was standing, you know, on top of, you know, a lot of huge office rooms, speaking in rooms. I remember having a Macy CEO and all of them in the same room. And I'm watching them 
as, as I'm speaking and I'm looking at their faces and I'm like, hold on, they're paying a lot of attention to this right now. And I listen to the comments after like, you know, the way you speak, the way you put things together, your storytelling. And I said, well, why can I do that for myself? You know, and I, and I start to put those puzzle pieces together and become who I am today. That's a great answer because I think a lot of people do not understand that they already are a brand, but they don't know how to put that out there. So I think that's a great feeling to know that all of us are a brand. We just have to figure out how to get our message out there, how to work with other people, how to tell a story. Storytelling is huge. You know, it's funny. I just thought of that because my family used to tell me that Jody tells the greatest stories. And then, and my parents used to laugh at my stories. Now, I know you and I have talked many times and you've probably, maybe you've laughed at a joke or something I've said, but <laughs> you're just a very polite man. Um, but it's, storytelling is fun. And when you know that you've got people pulled in and you're making a point and you might be mm. transforming lives, it's so cool. And I was just away last week and a friend of mine was telling me, you know, you should be talking about this or you should be doing this because you're really good at that. And I, I thought about that because of a conversation you and I've had before. And I thought, oh yeah, you've got to really, so who's ever listening right now, you've really got to pay attention to those things that people have told you, like the reviews or your friends. Yeah. Like it doesn't just happen overnight pay attention to what people are telling you or saying about you. Absolutely. You, know? you, you, you have to. And I think, you know, a lot of times we get those, we get those signs that, that, that people are acknowledging us. We get those reviews. We shelve them. We close the folder. We just look at the pay rate increase. Yeah. And I think we got to tap into what they're saying because what they're saying is also why they want us around. Mm. You know, it, 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 it's not only that's also why they're willing to pay what they're willing to pay, you know, because they can probably pay you more. But it's those signs of those hints that shows you your own credibility. Yeah. And then you start realizing, wow, I'm glad I trusted my gut because the things that I have to say are really having an impact. For me, I realized that when I did the whole Sports Illustrated thing and realized that, you know, I was making a global impact. Uh, for women, you know, and what was your uh, biggest aha moment when you started being a podcaster? Oh, I love that question. I, I, I think my, my biggest aha moment is when I was in Laguna Beach. I was in Laguna Beach. I was at Ed Milet's house. And Ed Milet was, was on so my So bragging, so bragging. It's on my mouth. It was on my mouth, Rushmore. It was on my mouth. It's, it's, not, it's unusual. Right. You asked for the aha moment. This is, the, yes. this is it. Yeah, it's I unusual. love it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to so, interrupt. I'm at Laguna Beach. Uh, I, I mean, he opens the door and the guy, like, he's amazing on the internet, but it was like meeting the rock. Like he, like, he opens the door. He's like, yo, you know, it just sounded like a huge echo. That's how big his house was. And, and he is the way he embraced me, but we finally made it down. He said, Hey, what do you want to interview? At? And I was like, yo, take me to the couch. Well, you had everybody yet. Take me to that couch. It took a long time to get to that couch. A lot of stairs. But we finally made it there. You know, and then after we talked, he sat down and he told me, he said, listen, you, you are unique. You look different than anybody else in the space. And you talk different. If you stay with this, if you keep at this, you line up good guests, you stay consistent with this, you can take off. And, you know, and for me, you know, that was episode 42. You know, and, and, and for when he said that, that put like this battery pack in my back. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm about to go hard. Like I, I, I'm about to really go at this. And you know, the crazy thing about it is, you know, during that specific time, you know, I wasn't fully all the way in as a full time, all the way in podcaster. You know, I was somebody who had literally took a vacation off from a corporate job who was just pursuing his dream. You know, and, and, and when he said that to me, it was a game changer for me. And it's something I still play back to this day. Wow, that's I got the a huge. Too. That's I want to see it. No, I. That's a huge, <laughs> huge compliment. So you were still, you weren't one hundred percent in for podcasting yet. Yet nope. you landed this amazing interview. Like, wow, that's that's amazing. And to hear that from Ed Milet, that's very, very cool. Is that? But you knew, and I heard you on another podcast, and you were both talking about how, again, we said this at the beginning you look different than other people who are in the mm-hmm. podcast world and you've got mm-hmm. to, and you you're saying something differently and, you know, to really, really run with that. And I'm sure a lot of other, other people have come to you and say, Hey, how did you do this? Right. You're mentoring a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. Who's like, I look different, right. I don't look like your mm-hmm. normal podcaster. I'm 61 years old. I don't look mm-hmm. like a normal podcaster. They're all millennials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, for me, uh, that recognizing that was was a huge factor. And, it, it, and someone's probably saying, "Okay, well, you know, I, I look well, I look, you know, just like you know, average, you know, American, you know." And, and they're probably saying, "Well, what is my uniqueness? Your uniqueness might be your voice. Mm. Your, your your uniqueness might be your your thought process when it comes to certain ideas. Like it, your uniqueness might be the way you handle yourself in certain environments, you know." But the, the, when I look back at it, if I try to pinpoint it. It all goes back to like when I was really young and the different types of friends I had and how I was able to really go into any room and hang out with anybody. You know, I can hang around the preppy kids. I can hang around the hood or the street kids. I can hang around, you know, the people who felt a little odd and they all were accepting me, but they all was always excited to have me around. And I, I, if you look at my podcast, I am bold enough to say I have probably one of the most diverse levels of different people on my show. You know, now the podcasting game has changed. I jumped into it in June 2018. Um, now in 2022, there's still a long way for podcasts to go, but there are, you know, more black and brown faces jumping into the space. But still to this day, very few. I've still yet to find move in the uniqueness and the variety and diversity that I do. Well, we're all going to be following you because I know that you are like, you're you're soaring right now. And that's why I'm so thrilled to have you on the show you know, going back to the name of the show, and you you said something about school, and that really brings back a lot of memories for people, whether they it was their glory days or whatever it is. So for you, when you think about school, what are a few things that you can say to describe how you felt in school? What does school um, mean to you? Yeah, school, uh, back then, what school meant for me was the ability to connect with, you know, other kids, you know, other kids. And, you know, whether, you know, you grow up and, you know, I have a brother, but a lot of my friends didn't have siblings. You know, they were solo. Um, Understanding, you know, what people are doing differently at home, you know, it gives you a different level of appreciation for what you have or what you don't have, you know, And, and, and realizing that. These are people that we're around right now that we can learn from and we can either grow together or grow in this very moment and realize there's another level of us and look back at that time. You know, school for me now, though, you know, with COVID here is crazy because there's a lot of kids who are missing that connection. You know, they're, they're missing that connection. They're away from their friends. They're wearing masks. I couldn't even imagine, you know, just even the, the, the dating world 
of Mask yeah. World right now. Like, you don't know until you go home, right? So I know, I know. It's, it's, it's completely different, you know. So I, I think, but school to me, it, it's it's huge. You know, if you if you don't go to school for education, go for the connection, and a connection is key. That is so key, and I I feel the same way. If you're not going to college because you want the education. You should go to college, whether it's local or away or wherever you could afford to go, yep. because it's such a huge time in your life to grow and connect and be somebody, maybe maybe somebody different. Maybe you were stuck mm-hmm. being somebody in your hometown, and mm-hmm. now you get to go and connect with other people. And one of the things that I know that you're really good at, what you were talking about that you did in corporate that makes you so good at what you do in Excel is that you know how to collaborate, facilitate, connect. Tell me why those three skills are so important for anybody. It, it, it can land you in any opportunity in life you want. Like, I, I, like if the biggest thing I've gotten from the podcast space, and I've gotten a lot, you know, is not money. The biggest thing I've gotten from the podcast space is the connections. Mm-hmm. I, I know I can lose it all tonight. And I know the connections that I've made, I can get it all back tomorrow. And, and, and those connections are going to lead to so many different opportunities and connecting those different things, connections, collaborations. And now what I help other people do is campaigns. And I, I think it's important to have, you know, those three powerful C's because those three powerful C's can lead you into a new level of business, a new level in your life, a new level in your relationship and a new level in anything that you want. So I think that that's the key. I think a lot of people get into podcasting and think that it's one thing, but it's really another. And I know for me, for doing, um, being on radio and podcasting for now, almost two years, I completely agree with you. It is the connections. And when you told, if you were ever to tell me that Jody, you are going to make amazing connections as a radio host, podcast host, I, I, I wouldn't have imagined it, but and and I think that we all have to embrace those things and never, you know, for me, it was never putting the money first. It was always about loving what I do. And and I think you and I, that's one of the things why we, we get along so well is that put your passion first. The money will always come, right? Yep. The money will always come, but do put your heart first, open it up, bring those people in, share, help, and then everything else follows, Right. Facts. Everything else will, will follow. Uh, and you follow your passion. You know, T.I. You know, said a line, you know, you follow your heart and everything else is going to come with it. Mm, everything. Like even those parties you threw in high school, you well, you said you were following the money. You were being upfront about that. <laughs> but still, you had to throw this party first before yeah. you got paid. Otherwise, you wouldn't continue to throw the parties. So you were Absolutely. doing something you really loved. Yeah, not only that, too, but think about the people who ca- who counted on me, you know, or the people who, from a relationship standpoint, you know, came out because of, of those connections that we had, you know, whether they were fraternities, sororities, or perhaps, you know, artists, 100%. Right. Oh, I wish I, I could have gone to one of your parties. Nobody oh, threw big man. parties. And, you know, you were talking about growing up in North Carolina and in the, in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, oh, Rocky I- Mountain, Rocky Mountain. Right. I, I've never been to North Carolina. I need to go. But, you know, I grew up in Connecticut. And so it's the same thing, you know, kind of small town. It's not L.A. It's not Miami. LA. It's not New York. I mean, I'm really close to New York. But yeah, you can. And for those of you listening, you can do a podcast from anywhere. And that is the beauty and connect and collaborate with other people. Right. 
That's it. And that's that, that right there. Change your whole entire life. Yes, totally. All right. We are going to go take a break right now. Stay with us. We will be right back in a few minutes with Sean Anthony. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with celebrity podcaster Sean Anthony of the podcast School's Over, Now What? And we have been talking a lot about how Sean got started and the ins and outs of podcasting a little bit. But one of the things that I have heard Sean say many times and to myself as well is that you want to attract everyone who's for you and repel those who are not for you. And I love that because so many of us get stuck people pleasing, especially being behind the microphone. We're like, oh my goodness, how can I say all this, but not get anybody over here pissed off? So I like, tell me your thought process behind this. I love it. I want to get it like up on a wall because it's so true. 
Yeah, I mean, and you think about it, right? You're going to track everybody for you or repel everybody that's against you. For me, like when I, when I really think about something like that, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like you. And we, we, we try so hard to get people to like us. But that uniqueness, being authentic to who you are, that's what stands out. You know, there's people right now listening to this show who absolutely love me. And there's people right now like, oh, I don't like that kid. You know, so there's two different ways you can look at it. I'm, not, I'm going to really cultivate on being authentic to really then pull out those, you know, those good points and make people come along with me, come along on the journey. And the good thing about repelling people is you get away all those fake friends who, who shouldn't be around you. You get away all the people who are following you who shouldn't be following you. And you start, you know, niching down and talking to your core audience. And I think, you know, that's such an important but powerful quote. Um, and it's one I still live by to this day in everything I do. Did you ever go through a phase where you felt like, oh my goodness, I am not reaching everyone or you seem so confident that it was never anything. You were like, this is what I have to say and I'm going to attract those people who are for me and that's it. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, the, the most I ever second guessed myself was probably when I was working in corporate jobs and saw all the politics. Mm. You know, I saw I saw all the politics and I saw all the X's, uh, all the T's, all the I's being you know dotted and, 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 and the comparison game in that aspect. I think with the uniqueness with podcasting is that if you can really get quiet and really focus on you, and sometimes you might have to unfollow people. Because you start, you start seeing what they're doing, it might deter you. It might throw you off of like what you want to do. It might throw you off of what your audience enjoys about you. And next thing you know, you're trying to be them. You know, and, and, and for me, I think that is what you got to really pay attention to. Um, and that's why when it comes to like what I do now, right, I don't really have those type of thoughts. The only thought I have is like, how can I get better? How can I become a better interviewer? How can I, you know, become stronger with the connections I have and, and really falling into that aspect of becoming the best in that ad space? So how does somebody start a podcast? They have something to say. They have this huge yeah. passion. They're like, I want, I want to get behind a microphone. I, I want people to hear what I have to say. Is it that easy? Take us through the steps. Yeah, I'm taking through the steps. The first thing we think about podcasting, right, is that one, you're going to need some type of microphone. Like you're going to need some type of microphone to get your voice out there. And for me, the microphone I recommend to anybody a starter mic is the Blue Yeti. It's about 129. You can find it on Best Buy, Target, anywhere at all. The second thing is I like stuff that's free, right? So if you get a laptop and you got a, you know, you know, a surface, whatever it may be for you, a computer, a desktop. Downloaded a software called Audacity. Absolutely free. It's a free recording. You can press that button with the Blue Yeti mic. It also has the ability to just go straight USB into your computer. So you're not going to need to spend money and get like one of those huge things that kind of like to do multiple channels. There's no need for that. You also can take that Blue Yeti mic because it has so many different modes on the back of the mic. You can take that with you on the road. So for some of the early interviews I've done in person, whether it was, you know, Mims who had the number one song in the world, This Is Why I'm Hot, whether it was Ed Milet, David Meltzer. When I met those guys in person, I didn't have what I had today. You know, so I went there with a Blue Yeti microphone who I could turn a certain button on the back of the microphone and it could pick up like an interview style format. So that means it was picking up what was coming in front of the mic and coming up what was happening behind the mic. And once you have, you know, your microphone, your audio software to download, the next thing to think about is like a hosting site, right? And there's plenty of options. There's 
Buzzsprout, Libsyn, Spreaker, and that hosting site is what gets your show on multiple platforms like Apple, Spotify. And basically what you're getting there is like an RSS feed type of link. But the most important thing I can tell you when you're ready to start a podcast is like when you think about launching a show, here's a simple launch strategy that you can run with. Three episodes in the very beginning, because you think about like anything we enjoy watching, whether it's the Ozarks uh, on Netflix or whether, you know, any type of show that we like, we love to binge watch it. So in the beginning, don't tease your audience. Give them three episodes. You're probably saying right now, Sean, what three episodes, right? First episode is who are you? Like, who are you? What led you to this point that you wanted to hop on the mic? The second episode is what can people expect? Right. This is where you tell them, hey, it's going to be an interview style show. I'm going to show you my best tips to do whatever. And then the third episode is when you start delivering. So if you said, hey, it's an interview show, you give them the interview show. If you say it's a tip show, you give them your five tips. And that's how you can listen and start a podcast today. It seems so easy, which is probably what a lot of people think. And I think a lot of people start and they're gung ho. It's like anything. And then it just peters out. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you talk about a lot is the way we become successful is to be consistent on our message. Mm -hmm. And, but do you feel that, and sometimes we have to adjust the message, right? We can still be consistent, but we may have to adjust. That doesn't mean you have to change who you are, but you may have to adjust. How do you know when you need to make those adjustments. When you find yourself stressing out about doing something that you thought should be in your regular, your regular schedule, your regular routine. When that happens, the problem, and I learned this from Jack Dorsey, former CEO of Twitter, is that you have to theme your days, right? And so as a podcaster listening to this, right, there should be a day where all you do is interviews. The next day, there should be a day where all you might do is reach out to guests. And, And the next day, all you might do is edit the next day, all you might do is come up with strategy. And, and, and this way, by having your day steamed out like this, you're not like you know, running around trying to catch your tail, figuring out who's my next guest or figuring out what am I about to talk about? You know, you're, you're really spending time in developing a structure. And I think a structure is the reason why a lot of people lack consistency and a lot of things beyond podcasting, but life in general. You're right, because so many, so many of us need the structure. We want the accountability. It's like being an entrepreneur. Well, yes. I mean, you are running your own business. You are running your own podcast. So if you need the structure, I suggest you find somebody like Sean Anthony to help you structure your day and help you create a successful podcast. Um, Because staying consistent is the reason we become successful. We can't do anything. And anything that we do, um, we we. If we're not consistent, we're not going to succeed at it. And sometimes that's really hard. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of people stop mm-hmm. and they're just like, it's too hard for me, right? I can't do it anymore. It's just not for me. Yeah. And I think, I think what's crazy that you said, I'll give you numbers because I know, because uh, one of the things that I also do is I am the creator of Podcast Secrets Reveal, one of the largest podcast rooms on Clubhouse. Uh, if you look at the category of podcasting, it's the number one. That's a categorized podcast. And we're 42,000 members. So I always like to provide stats and numbers. Like right now, there's 4 million podcasts. There's over 2 million podcasts on Apple. But actually active podcasts, only 550,000 active. Wow. So, so you see that pattern, right? You see that pattern of people starting and stopping. And there was a huge increase with podcasts during the pandemic. 
Right. People were at home and then it went down, right? But the listenership has gone up. So if you can stay consistent in this space, that's how you truly win. They say that podcasting is going to be like the number two way for people to advertise their businesses going forward. I think I heard that someplace. I can't remember. Maybe it was on your show. You were talking about that. And it's just, it's such a great way to reach out to people. And, but again, you have to have your message. You have to stay consistent. And just what you said, who are you? What can people expect and start delivering on those expectations? So what's changed so much? You started in 2018. Mm-hmm. And here it is, the beginning of 2022. What is the biggest shift you've seen, if any, in the podcasting world? Um, the biggest, the biggest shift I've seen is I've seen more people become aware of it. You know, when I started podcasting in 2018, you know, people, you know, they're like, "What is he doing? Like, what is that? Uh, how do I listen to it? Uh, I don't know. Is that cool? And like now, it's like I need to start a podcast, or like I, I need to, you know, elevate my voice. I need to have my own platform. So I think number one, awareness. Uh, number two, brands have also, as you mentioned, they've noticed it. They've seen, they've seen the increase, and now they are jumping on it. You think about it, right? In 2018, all people were talking about was was Apple. Now they're talking about Spotify. You know, and so more businesses are being birthed from a, an audio wave, more platforms like Clubhouse are seeing a surge because of it's, it's an audio platform and now other platforms are following them. So there's been this huge surge uh, of understanding audio and looking at audio as something that people want to be a part of, not as big as video as much. Does anybody listen to the radio anymore, like in their cars? Maybe if they're maybe before their Bluetooth connects, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So, one of the things that I wanted to ask you also, when you're helping other people create a podcast, create a business, that's that's another part of what you do. Mm-hmm. If you could explain exactly what you do, how you help others with their brands and developing and collaboration and so on and so forth. Absolutely. They're both two, two separate things. Like, like in terms of the podcast space, right? One of the things that I help people do is that I believe that everybody has a unique skill set and talent. Once they identify what that skill set and talent is, the best thing you can do is package it to reach your core audience and somebody that's waiting for you. Because as much as there's a Sean Anthony, as much as there's a Jody, there's somebody listening to us both right now. They're resonating with you more than they're resonating with me. And the same thing with a person right now who hasn't utilized their voice, they're waiting for you. So I think if you are or somebody who has a company, a brand, a product, uh, something you're trying to sell or a message you're trying to push out there to the world, a podcast is the way to go. And I think that is teaching people the concepts of podcasting, how to promote it, how to market it, how to reach your core audience. The second thing that I, that I do is that, and I'm excited to announce this because I'm working on it, it's becoming very soon, is I'm creating a company that details with connections, collaborations, and campaigns for like the world's top coaches and influencers and podcasters. And, and that has completely been amazing. You know, over the last six months of running this behind the scenes, I've been behind some huge names, you know, getting them on different platforms, getting them on shows, connecting them to other people in different spaces they didn't know exist, creating opportunities for both parties to make income, whether it's affiliate income or whether it's other things that they can monetize, new shows they can be you know, on as well. And I think that is huge in terms of collaboration, which goes back to one of my core values and running different types of campaigns. 
change, whether, you know, there's challenges, you know, whether it's email marketing. And, and I think that is probably one of the most exciting things uh, that I'll be announcing very soon that I'm excited to kind of put that out there to the world because I know a lot of people need it and a lot of people want it. Well, I think it's because the podcasting world got so crowded and then, you know, it's almost like, now what? Now what do I do? Okay, I have a podcast. Now what? Where do I go? Mm-hmm. It's like school's over. Now's, now what? Okay, I have a podcast. Now what? And you're there to offer that collaboration, as we talked about at the beginning of the hour, that the collaboration is huge, 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 huge. huge. That is how that that's, well, that's eventually how podcasters make money, right? So that's the uh-huh. other thing. So you've started a podcast, Sean's given you all the ways you can start a podcast. How do you make money? Because people just can't sit around and, you know, be recording podcasts without making some money so they can eat Absolutely. shelter. Absolutely. It's a couple of ways that you can make money through a podcast. Uh, one, if you have that skill set we talked about, chances are you've already created a product. You already you know, have some type of merch or you probably perhaps have a webinar, a class, an ebook. And I always tell people the quickest way to make money is to not just depend upon ads and sponsorships. Those things are cool, but they come with time. If you want to make money immediately, you become your own infomercial. You become your own ad. And the way you do that is before you go to the interview, you tell your audience that your culture cultivating something you have, you know, whether it's that ebook, that course, that webinar, you know, you get them on your email list, or perhaps you could sell to them at that point because they trust you as a source before you go into those things. Another way you can do as a podcaster is you can give more access to your show, a behind the scenes, right? So like maybe let's say you're interviewing somebody like Jody's interviewing me, but there was a part where she really wanted to ask me questions that she knows are like questions that can really give someone the access and the needs they want. Right. And the way she can do that is have like a Patreon uh, where she can have like an after show where she's asked me three questions about branding, marketing and monetization. And I gave her the whole format and the whole formula on how to do it from step A to Z. So that's another way that you can make money. Um, another way outside of that is affiliate income, because now that you have this audience, this community, there's things that you casually might say or things you might casually do that can become affiliate income that you can sell, whether it's certain lotion that you put in your hand, whether it's a certain product that you use as a prop when the video's showing, you know, you know, whether, whether, you know, I can have something right now, I can have a book behind me that I could be promoting all those different things you can do in the early stages of monetization uh, and having your show and getting money and securing a bag. Wow. Those, Wow. And I can see you lighting up talking mm-hmm. about these things. I am so excited about this and, and this new program you're going to be coming. It's going to be huge. It really is. Uh, I appreciate that. And, and one of the things that you've always, I've always heard you say is, um, and I, I hope I didn't screw this up. The gift is what you do with the least amount of effort. Yeah. And when I think about that for myself, for example, what's what's the gift that i i give with the least amount of effort how do you find that in someone yeah i mean it, it, it goes back to the comments you know it goes back to the comments uh, beyond just the reviews it might be like like you know grandmoms have this wise thing of just telling you what it is telling you how true it is right right, right. And I remember my grandma just saying some things casually to me, like, oh, man, she's right. You know, and, and if you tap into some of that stuff, you know, it, it can be a, a game changer in your life. You know, whether they, I don't care if they just say, hey, you're funny, you should be a comedian. You might laugh that off, but, yo, you might could be a comedian. 
<laughs> right, because if you have enough people saying that to you, you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, there might be something there. You know, I'll share a quick story with you. When I um, decided to compete in fitness shows at the same time I was, so I was training clients, competing, you know, training to compete in fitness shows, and I was selling eyeglasses. I don't think you knew that I ever told you this story. I heard about the eyeglasses. No, so I used to sell eyeglasses. And... um I realized soon that the way I had to get into the eye doctor's office was uh, because there was a gatekeeper. So I had to bring donuts or cookies or coffee or something like that. And that's how you got in. That's how I created a relationship with the gatekeeper. But my point of the story is that they, the people that I was selling the glasses to, the optometrists mm-hmm. or the opticians, they weren't interested. And the women in the in the office, they weren't interested in the glasses. They were like, Hey, how do you have that those strong bicep? How do you have legs like that? And I would end up showing them workouts that I would do. And I thought to myself, it was one of those moments. What the heck ah. am I doing here? I need to put more of an effort into my training business because I there didn't believe go. myself enough. You know, I was a couple of years out of a divorce and I was figuring out who the heck I was. But it was every time I went into a doctor's office, they didn't care about the eyeglasses. They cared about how was I fit? How should I eat? How do you eat like that? Why do you always have food on you? And anybody who's listening right now, please. I mean, that point is so, so true. Remember what people are telling you and how they make you feel, because those yeah. are the things that they remember about you. And those are, that's, your gift. that's your gift, right? Hands down, you know, I, I just thought about when you said this. I remember I had a, I was working at a company and you know how like, like this is the early stages when I was climbing a ladder, you got to go through certain different jobs. And I remember I had one of those jobs where I could speak on a microphone. And when I spoke on a microphone, all three levels could hear me. And there was this one person that was just like a regular, you know, a person that was just an associate. And they would always come up to me and they would be like, Sean, your voice. Your voice is powerful. Your voice is different. Your voice is amazing. At that time, I didn't know what a podcast was. And now look what I do today. You know, it's just recognizing like, oh, snap, let me use this voice. So you're right. 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 Yeah. People just hear things. And one of the other things that I know you talk about often as well, when you're podcasting and you find out and you've got yourself all set and you've got your message out there, building that tribe. That's your true tribe. Those are your people. And it doesn't make a difference if you've got 10,000 followers or 4,000 followers. It's Mm -hmm. how strong are those tribe members? Because they're the ones who are going to be listening to you. They're the ones who are going to be buying from you. Why is that so important? Why is it so important to build that tribe? Yeah, because having having that that key tribe, you know who you're speaking to. And if you're struggling with understanding and finding out who your tribe is, my advice would be give them a name, right? You know, give them a name, you know, give them a name. Think about where they're from. Think about what shows they watch. You know, one of the cool things about podcasting is as it evolves, we're getting more stats and more information. And every year, Spotify releases new results. And one of the newest results they have for everybody who has a podcast is what is the person listening to your show? Who are they listening to artist-wise? And which, which for me was an aha moment. So I get the top five and it's, and it's, it's Drake, it's Kanye West, it's Adele, it's Summer Walker, and it's Bruno Mars. I'm like, ooh. That means I can speak in a certain language and they will get it. I, wow. it, it, it and I could, I could have certain rhythms in my show and they would like it, you know, and, and, and having an aha moment, you'd be like, yo, you know, that's, that's who I'm speaking to that. that I would wow. go to, I would go to the club right now and play all those artists. Right. <laughs> wow. 
it's so important to have those people understand and know who you're talking to. Because at the beginning, I think we don't know who we're speaking to. And as we develop, we realize, okay, this is who we intend on speaking to. But sometimes, again, it shifts a little, right? I don't, yeah. Yeah. Because you got to be more, okay. More with data. That. More yeah, data, more data. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing that I think a lot of uh, podcasters or people on social media think about is, but I'm talking about the same things. Isn't everybody talking about it? Like, you know, for me, it's, it's, for me, it's mindset, fitness, nutrition. People look at me as, oh, she's a fitness person. She's just a fitness person. Although my listeners here don't even know that I was in the fitness industry, which is really kind of cool. But a lot of people and some people just know me as Jody Fit. That's just Jody Fit. She's in the fitness industry. But everybody has a unique voice. And that's something that you met, you've mentioned before. Yeah, absolutely. And I think somebody somewhere is always waiting for you. You know, it's a, the topic will never get old, uh, it, it, but somebody may not understand it. Also, almost reminds me of like, like you have a teacher and a teacher is teaching a sub, certain subject matter and you could never get what, what they were saying. You can never get it. And, and then a, a different teacher comes around. They use different terminology. Yes. They, 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 they speak in a different voice. They elevate, they pronounce words a little bit differently to highlight certain points. And it's an aha moment. You know, the same thing is with, with, with financial literacy. And like if someone could be right now, could be the best at talking about stocks and trades and all those different things. And it might go well over my head, but there could be a guy who comes around the corner who talks about it in the language that I understand. And I'm like, oh, that's what it means. You know, so definitely stand on your uniqueness. And that's how you really stand out. I love that. That's something that I think everybody needs to hear is stand on your uniqueness. And have the confidence to be unique and get your word out. And sometimes it's scary, but don't be a scaredy cat. Get get your voice out. Um, wanted to ask you as we're coming to a close. I can't believe how fast this has gone. It really, I I don't say that that often, but this has gone by really really <laughs> fast. Um, what does it mean to live a fearlessly authentic life to you? It means that whatever you are doing. You're remaining you. No matter what room you walk in, you don't you don't dim your light. You you don't dim your light. You don't run away from it. You you are who you are, and you're not afraid what anybody else has to say. And I think about that in every room I stand in right now. I could be in a room that that's a TV showing. It's literally happening. A TV showing where everyone's in suits and ties, and I can have on a whole sweatsuit, and everyone feels my energy. So to be fearlessly authentic, it means being who you are. And not let nobody else tell you otherwise. I love that. I really, and you know, it it's about again being that unique, unique person and not being afraid to be that. And I think you give the people that you mentor that courage to be unique and say it's okay. Because you know what it was like to mm-hmm. get into the space when nobody else looked like you, as you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Sean, if um, people want to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Best place. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and all the platforms at Sean R. Anthony underscore. You can check out the podcast Schools Over Now What across all audio platforms. And you can visit schoolsovernowwhat.com. Awesome. And you're on Clubhouse. 
Clubhouse, yeah, Clubhouse, Sean, Anthony, I'm on Clubhouse. The club is podcast, Secrets Revealed. They're Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Ooh, I love that. Sean, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate all the information you gave us. So much great information. I really appreciate the time. I'm honored to have you here as a guest. I appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next week, go and live a fearlessly authentic life. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison-Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.